Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast for people who want to get their trivia facts from us instead of reliable sources. I'm your host, Britton. I'm Kyle. I'm Becky. And today we're doing a very special re- revisited episode, if you will. Remix. Wicka wicka. Exactly. DJ College. <laughs> and who? for the special occasion. What do you mean, who? Wh- which DJ, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Oh, okay. I thought you said Colin, and I was oh. like, "Who's DJ Colin?" I know that I'm not like hip or in the scene of listening to DJs. But you but... listen to rap, so like, if you didn't know who Khaled was, we would just stop everything and do an episode right now. I don't have that prepared. <laughs> I could do it. Okay. Um, another one. Okay, I was gonna say something for the special occasion. Britain is here in um, business casual. I'm fancy. Fancy. Fancy, I got fancy. A polo and sweater on. Meanwhile, I have basketball shorts on that are probably eight sizes too large for me. We're not discussing my wardrobe. Becky looks like a shining star <laughs> with an outfit made for radio. <laughs> what are we doing today? Today, we're going to do a little intro into our Harry Potter epi- fan theories episode that Kyle did way back. This is throwback time. TBT. Kyle, why is this your favorite episode? So This is pretty early on in the pod trivia history. This is episode eight. So this is, I would say, post us starting to understand like what we wanted to make the podcast into. But pre us getting good enough at technology to like make sure that the podcast wasn't going to go awry. Mm. But I think this episode is free of technical issues, except probably you have the wrong mic. Yeah, I definitely didn't figure out mic for a long time. Yeah. But it's also just my favorite episode because I, I find it hilarious. Like when you two are just like freaking out over the different uh, fan theories it's also one of those things where, like, and maybe you guys can comment on this as well. If you, like, prepare an episode and you write some things up and you have, like, one idea of how that episode is going to go <laughs> in your head <laughs> and then you start presenting it and it goes an entirely different way. So this is before you realize that if you're going to present an episode with me, it's not going to go <laughs> as you planned it to. Yeah. I would also say around this episode being the time where we gave up on this being a trivia podcast <laughs> because what are you talking about <laughs> theories aren't really trivia <laughs> i cover some and, harry potter trivia in it yeah but um was just an argument podcast from then forward yeah yeah that's the other thing is like the arguments are hilarious i really thought that by the end of the episode i was gonna like like convince you both oh. into like the fan theories Aww. probably being accurate. You're so foolish. Naive little Kyle. <laughs> yeah. And and now I know that that's ridiculous and I, I had no shot at that. But it's still, you know, it's still a very fun episode. I, I, I've re-listened to it multiple times since it came out and I find it very funny. So as we are talking about the past, I have some fun facts and figures from 2021 about our podcast. Oh my. So I watched our Spotify wrapped. Oh, yeah. That is directly for podcast producers. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're called? 
Uh-huh. Do we get producer credit? I just realized. I mean, you're a pro- I would say you're the producer of this podcast. Nice. I'll take it. So, 19 people listen to Pod Trivia more than any other podcast on Spotify. Are they all 19 you? That's not possible. Did you make 19 different accounts? That would be possible. Okay, that would be possible. You can open as many emails as you want. No, because of reasons you'll hear later. But that means 19 people on their Spotify wrapped showed our picture. That's the number one podcast. To be fair, is it the number one? Oh, yeah. As the number one. And that's only on Spotify. So if they listen to it or other podcasts on other apps. That might be more. Yeah. I will say, I think I'm one of those 19, and the reason is is that Spotify is not my main podcasting <laughs> Uh Three fans have listened to most of our episodes, oh. which means me and two other people have listened to our episodes on Spotify. <laughs> I'm going to guess listener Hayden is maybe one of those people. I think he's listened to the majority of the episodes. I don't know why, but it just sounds so weird when you call him listener Hayden. I mean, what else am I supposed to call him? Like it's If your I just refer to him as Hayden, Hayden, then like the your, listeners don't your know. Your friend who I'm Hayden. <laughs> like <laughs> listener isn't like a title. We aren't giving them like special privileges by being able to listen to us. No, I do give you special privileges because you're giving us one penny for listening to that anchor ad. Okay. So I do know other podcasts who name their viewers. We are not listeners. naming our viewers. But what would we call them if we did? Which we're Wasn't not. Wasn't this supposed to be like a short episode intro? We are making this as long as we want. Okay. Triviaites? No. Triviates. Trividiates. <laughs> Pod trivians. <laughs> Okay, anyway, back to more facts and figures that everyone loves. This was a fully worthless fact that I just loved. 41% of fans, so less than half, listen between the hours of 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. That's a completely worthless fact. Of course they do. That's the majority of when people are awake. Right? But only 41%. So not more than half listen to us during the day. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably some people listen to us at night or something. We played in nine different countries. No. Oh, shout out. Apart from Washington, can you guys name the second and third state where we were played most in? California. That's number two. And then I'm going to go with Florida. Florida, gross. Becky? No. Ohio. Oh. Ohio? Ohio. Shout out, Ohio. Shout out to the uh, Bengals, if you're a Bengals fan from Ohio, Cincinnati. I know the football team. Come on. Good. I know a lot of people that went to Cincinnati College, Uh huh. University of Cincinnati. Yeah, that one. <laughs> we were on the dance team, and they won Worlds. But anyway. Ah, cool. So can you guess what our top three most played episodes released in 2021 were? Okay. So that's, that's going to be the big asterisk for me is the released in 2021. Yep. Because when can women vote is our most listened to episode, I believe. Yeah, but it's not. But it's not not 2020. The number one was presented on by me, and the number two and three were presented on by Becky. I'm going to say Pyramid is probably in there. Nope, it's not in there. I don't know then. Okay, well, this is not a fun guessing game. I delete everything. Both on my computer and in my brain after we do this. Okay, the number one. <laughs> Is there a holiday episode? No. Okay. Okay, the number one episode was How Has Cheerleading Changed? 
Oh, okay. Oh, Cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Followed Shout up out. by Are You Caught Up with the Royal Family Drama? Ooh, oh, that was a good Royal one. Family Drama. Nice. And I feel like the real dark horse, number three, did Cream of Mushroom Soup save America? <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Oh, frick, that's hilarious. And I honestly think that it's just a great title. Yeah, that, that is a great draws title. draws people in. So maybe I need to do better with titling some of these. But yeah, yeah. you need to come up with more dramatic, pro- probably not really truthful titles. Some of them are difficult in order to get them both in question form as well as yeah an actual description of what's happening in the episode right yeah yeah, no one would complain if you stopped doing questions i know but i like it okay it makes me feel powerful Uh, okay (laughs) we could call this episode do britain and becky murder kyle question mark no just for the views for (laughs) well yeah you gotta do it for the views Then then it's just clickbait and we're honest reporters giving an honest day's work all right, do you have more facts? <laughs> all right, no, that's all. We're going to we're going to go into the episode now. Please enjoy how Harry Potter theories did Dumbledore have I don't remember what we titled this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is enjoy this, Harry Potter fan theories. Is this Harry Potter fan theory true? Ah, uh, yes. Enjoy that. Okay. Bye. Welcome to Pod Trivia, the podcast featuring Becky, you know, from that Sir Mix-A-Lot song. Oh. <laughs> I'm Britton. I'm Kyle. I've already been introduced. <laughs> she who needs no introduction. The one who gets told to look at all of those butts. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's the thing. And also the one with the good hair. Thank you. But and also no, Becky the because Becky with the good hair is the woman who Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce with, so I'm not really signing yeah. up for that either. Now, I would just like to take this time to say, though, on behalf of all Rebecca's and Becky's, thank you to Taylor Swift for having on her new album, A Rebecca and a Song, who we're not going to be mocked for. Fair enough. You know what's really funny, Britton? But- when I started dating Kyle, he went home... And went to a wedding with a bunch of his friends, maybe like a month or a month and a half into us dating. And I was like, so when you tell your friends you're dating a girl named Becky, here are the jokes they're going to make. And I was like, no, they're gentlemen. They would never. And like 100% I was right. And they were like, Becky with the good hair and a Sir Mix-a-Lot line. You came back and you told me. He's giving me a look like he doesn't remember it. I don't remember, but I also don't remember what I had for breakfast. So this is... And why I don't remember is because I didn't have anything for breakfast. Yeah, you've never had anything for breakfast. So so you can't tell me everything you've eaten today? I mean, I can tell you everything that I've eaten today. It just wouldn't include breakfast. No, this is bad podcasting. All right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, who's talking about something? I'm talking today, and I will be talking about Harry Potter fan theories. Excellent. And so, go ahead. This was kind of suggested by Audrey on Instagram. Give a little shout out there. That's true. Shout out to Audrey for suggesting this idea. 
Um, I think we should give a little bit of context to the fact that Britton and I have probably, between the two of us, read the books. I have this included in my context Do paragraph. You? I'm very sorry. <laughs> Is this one of the trivia? Your paragraph, but also the specific sentence that I have written welcome. is. Because you now have enjoyed what it feels like to be a woman. All right, go ahead, babe. Uh, okay, so first off, obviously this isn't going to cover all Harry Potter fan theories in any way. I'm going to attempt... I have three written out here. Mm-hmm. I have five pages of notes on this. <laughs> I don't think there's any way that we probably even get through these three in this podcast. So if you really like this topic and you really like this podcast, let us know on Instagram Twitter, email, etc. And we'll revisit this and I'll finish these off at some point. But I'm only going to be covering three in particular. I'm pulling almost all of this information from the Super Carlin Brothers YouTube channel, which is like brothers and they talk about different fan theories and and different lore of of different like, you know, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and, and, and a couple of different things. Really great YouTube channel. I'm also in no way the Harriet Potter expert between the three of us. <laughs> B- Britain and Becky, I will be deferring to all questions to you guys if you guys start asking me to the point that my notes <laughs> don't cover the answer. Um, uh, I, I think also Becky. Gonna be, go ahead. I think, Becky, you've probably watched the movies more times than I have. Yeah. Because I would listen to the books as I fell asleep. And so that's how I listened to them multiple times because. I didn't really need to pay attention to them, but I don't actually think I've seen the movies that many times. Sure. This is mostly going to be focusing on book lore and not movie lore. Perfect. Um, also, heads up, there is going to be lots of spoilers for Harry Potter and the Fantastic Beasts movies. Okay. If you so, haven't seen it by now, yes, or re- if you is, don't know what's happening. He is yeah. specifically talking about the Fantastic Beasts, which is more recent yes. than... Yeah. Like so seven. if you haven't read or watched Harry Potter and you haven't watched the Fantastic Beasts movies. Stop what you're doing and go do it now. Okay. Well, it yeah. will be so much better than this podcast. Pause this podcast. Go watch that. Then come back. Guys, you have to. this is really awkward. <laughs> I haven't seen the second Fantastic Beasts. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so well, do we have to stop? Uh, no. <laughs> do we I need to record tomorrow? <laughs> what happens in the second one? Johnny Depp is recruiting young wizards and witches i literally think i've only seen it in theaters once here's the thing wait i realize i think i saw it with you guys you probably did i do think i've seen it now let's be real (laughs) um they're just extra and fluff anyways they don't count well we're gonna get into some specific theories around this so That's, that's fine i'm just saying in terms of canon also, you always get mad when I ruffle my papers. I so know. if you could do that like five more times. <laughs> All right. So to introduce the first theory, Britain, can you tell me what a Horcrux is? So a Horcrux is dark magic, and it is an object that stores part of your soul, so that way you can never die. Yeah, a Horcrux is an object or a living being that you embed a piece of your soul into. And usually do this in order, or in order to do this, you have to commit a murder. And by committing a murder, you, you like split your soul. And you're totally correct. It's usually associated with dark magic. Um, Voldemort, famously in the seven books, makes uh, a bunch of different Horcruxes in order to keep himself alive. Becky, mm. in how many pieces did Voldemort split his soul? 
Eight. Uh, that is correct. It's eight times total. Uh, seven pieces of those are intentional splits. So he splits it into his snake Nagini. He splits it into a goblet, a diary, a locket, a ring, a diadem. And then he obviously has like himself. Uh, his own soul. Part of his soul. Harry Potter. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yes. That's the seven intentional ones. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I gotcha. The eighth part of his soul is in Harry. That was the next thing I was going to mention, um, which he accidentally makes when he attempts to kill Harry Potter. But there is a fan theory that Voldemort is not the only character who has made a horcrux. Britain and or Becky, would you like to take a guess at which other character from the seven main books might have also made a horcrux? Dumbledore. Ah, Britain. Perfect. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, who else would it be? Snape died. Everybody else yeah. died. Yeah. Like maybe Nicholas Flamel. Well, yeah, he has the Sorcerer's Stone. We're going to talk about the Sorcerer's Stone later, too. Um, so, yeah, the theory is that Dumbledore has a Horcrux, which if you're sort of like initially looking at this or if you read the books and, and, and you're sort of initially looking at this theory, you're like, wait, Dumbledore never committed murder. So, like, how is this possible? Right. Can I Brittany, can I guess? Can I guess yeah, this grand theory? Did yeah, go for it. He, I mean, I don't know about, oh, well, he killed Grindelwald. No, he didn't kill Grindelwald. Um, no, no I know it. But Voldemort kills Grindelwald. Did he put part of his soul in Harry, and that's why when Harry dies and he's at the platform, that that's part of Dumbledore's Ooh. sore? So you're pretty close. And that's you're really creepy close. if that's true. I don't like you're that. Pr you're pretty close. Go ahead, oh. Becky. Go. That's close than I'm thrown. <laughs> I was going to say, is there theory that when his sister died... Yeah, yes. that he split his soul. Yes, but I don't know how you get to Harry in that. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll get to that part. So yeah, the theory is that um, uh, when Dumbledore, his brother Aberforth, and Dumbledore's then friend Gelbert Grindelwald got into a three-way duel, it ended in Dumbledore's sister Ariana Dumbledore dying from an accidental curse that was cast during this fight. Um, it was, in fact, uh, so the theory is that it was Dumbledore who had cast this curse, mm -hmm. and therefore Dumbledore who killed his sister, and therefore this guilt is what allowed him to split his soul. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Dumbledore is unaware of this, though. Like, we know this uh, from the Deathly Hallows. He says, you see, Harry, I, I never knew which one of us in that horrific fight had actually ca cast the curse that killed my sister. I dreaded beyond uh, all things the knowledge that it, it had been I who brought about her death, not merely through my arrogance and stupidity, but that I actually struck the blow that snuffed out her life. And, and this sort of begs the question, but if Dumbledore didn't know that he actually killed his sister, how does he go about making a horcrux? Plus, the fan th go ahead. You have to do things in you order to, to make a horcrux. It doesn't just like, you don't just Everyone declare. Someone is an immortal. That would be yes. a very different book. I oh. declare Harry is another horcrux. <laughs> the fan theory states that even if he didn't know that he actually killed his sister, he blames himself be uh, he blames himself and through his resentment that through his resentment and arrogance he brought about his sister's death and that the guilt he lives with could have been enough to actually split his soul 
That makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, especially when Dumbledore says like it's such a heinous act. Yes, murdering so the, someone. The fan- yeah, so the fan theory is is the reason that Dumbledore seems to like call out Horcruxes as being so heinous is that he actually regrets making his own Horcrux because he felt like less than a full person. And I'm actually going to cover the quote. I'm going to read the quote a little bit later that describes him saying that. Gotcha. Okay. So here's the other thing. Like, if it was secretly easy, Voldemort wouldn't have had such a hard time figuring out how to make them. But he does sort of have a hard time because he has to go to. No, I'm saying he had a hard time. So right. I'm saying if it was easy, oh, okay. he would have just figured it out. But I that's... don't think that it's. I don't think that it's necessarily easy. I just think that Dumbledore has so much guilt and is like in such a deep depression in this stage of his life that he spent the time to figure this out. Well, and remember, Dumbledore hid what? all of the books on how to make the Horcruxes. Right. Yes, I do remember that. That's. And remember the one thing that. Are you arguing he, for this nonsensical theory? No, no, no. Theory? I'm arguing that about Voldemort. <laughs> uh, remember, Voldemort needed to ask Slughorn what would happen if you made seven, not if you that made one. Like, he already knew how to make them, so that wasn't the issue. It was what would yeah. happen if you made seven Horcruxes. And then he wanted to put them in specific magical <laughs> items. So I don't think he struggled. I think he was okay. good making them. I don't. He I had don't a fun time. It was that easy. I don't think it was that easy. One, two. If this just happened because you felt guilty, then like everyone would get to the age of like whatever and try to die and then not die. It would be a much bigger problem. People feel bad about accidentally hurting people all the time. Well, I, don't I think, disagree with that. I think you. this is that like your ser- your soul tears and then it doesn't heal. Because you put part correct. of it in something else. Exactly. So I think that's, pe- that's based correct. on this lore, souls can be ripped in half and then And you can melded. still die? What? Yeah. So the, the idea is like... No, that's, the, that's not the it's, purpose of Horcrux. It's just like Kyle. It was Kyle, Kyle bled, <laughs> but he's still alive. <laughs> just like your soul, oh. too, can be ripped asunder and repaired if you don't decide to make a Horcrux. This is going to make no sense if we cut out the part where Kyle bled. Oh, no. I did um. this on purpose. We have to leave I that know, in now. We have to leave that in. <laughs> Especially because we were talking through the whole thing. Uh, yeah. We're not including any of that. Yes, um, we are. No. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes. I still have a lot to cover, but go ahead. <laughs> we can move to the next theory because I've rejected this one. <laughs> Okay, I I think there's still some interesting points to describe here. So the guilt seems to be backed up that in the half blood in the half blood prince, where after drinking the potion to get the locket, Dumbledore is yelling out that everything is his fault. Um, the theory states that after Dumbledore's sister died, he was so depressed that instead of confronting his suffering, he decided to try and fix it with magic. And so, being the brilliant and powerful, you know, wizard that he was, he decides to split apart his soul so that way he didn't have to feel this pain anymore, and he would then then become less than a man, as as the book puts it. Um, this seems to be backed up in the Order of the Phoenix when Dumbledore tells Harry after Sirius's death. Uh, Harry, suffering like this proves that you are still a man. This seems to indicate that Dumbledore is saying that Harry is more of a man than Dumbledore himself, and that Dumbledore. In what way? Yeah. In what way? Yeah. Because he's saying like, like you're still a man, like specifically, like you are. No. 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 He is validating 
pain. <laughs> yes, I agree because... with that. Uh, so if we accept that Dumbledore made himself a Horcrux, which we now all do based on the facts that have been <laughs> I... <laughs> Yes, we all agree with this. <laughs> Where did he put that part of his soul? In Harry. There's, there's a lot of sub-theories on this. I'm going to focus on the main theory here. Which is Harry. Which is... <laughs> Which is that Fox is in fact his Horcrux. Okay, that at least this is this is the first thing that if Dumbledore had a Horcrux, which he doesn't, this this would make sense for where it would be located. Yes. So if you look at this from a high level like story writing perspective, it starts to make Fox make a lot more sense. At least it did to me when I read this theory, because Fox is constantly being used at a as a plot convenience device. For example, in the Chamber of Secrets, healing Spider or Basilisk Venom, teleporting Dumbledore out of Hogwarts. It's also revealed in the Goblet of Fire that Harry and Voldemort's wand's core are made of phoenix feathers that come from Fox, which is never really explained in more detail. It's just like thrown out there in the books at one point. Wait, who's sorry? Harry and Voldemort's wand both contain a phoenix core. That phoenix core comes from Fox. Um... Uh, They never explain in more more detail besides just being like this random piece of trivia that is written in. But if we consider Fox to be Dumbledore's Horcrux, this all of a sudden has a lot more meaning, where a part of Dumbledore's soul is actually helping Harry in his fight against Voldemort. Um, I particularly like the change of context that we get from the Chamber of Secrets fight, where (laughs) yeah, hold up, we both just tilted our head. Okay, I gotta back up, evidently. What? What What do you mean, what? Okay, okay, okay. So if we were gonna jump... Yep. ...to he has a Horcrux, and then jump to it's Fox. Yes. Then we're gonna jump to Dumbledore can control some of Fox's tail feathers after they've been plucked out. No, because part, part of his soul no, no. is in no, Fox. No. Well, wait, wait, that's actually where we were at. I just thought yeah. he could like kind of control Fox a little bit, but he can also no! can he can also no, control I the, wand? the wand. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the idea is that like the idea is okay. stupid. <laughs> so, I don't have. To... Wait, are any of these better than this, or is this like the? <laughs> I think some of these are better. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so i think to me at least the the way that the theory plays it out is that like in the harry potter universe the soul seems to be like where you can like derive help and love from your friends because there, there's a whole bunch of stuff in harry potter about like how the love of your friends and family can it, you know helps you and becomes it helps you in your fight and helps you in your battles and, and like that becomes an important part of harry's story and so the idea is that like the that that love comes from a person's soul and therefore like dumbledore's soul is helping harry in this fight hmm. <laughs> that's my formal opinion on this okay so um yeah, so I particularly like the change of context that we get from the Chamber of Secrets fight, where Harry, after showing his devotion to Dumbledore in the chamber, is able to summon Fox in order to help him in the fight. Harry does not summon Fox. He does. No, he. He just. That says, is the whole point. He, he just definitely says, does. I need help. Britain. Yeah. Yeah, and so he summons Fox. Okay, but he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, but that's the point. Okay. Okay. 
in this context, yeah. <laughs> summoning someone usually means you know what you're doing. I, I don't. I don't know if that's. I don't. I don't think he has to know what he's doing in order to summon Fox. Okay, it doesn't matter. All right, keep going with this nonsense. <laughs> this is more unlikely than my pyramids episode. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, why does showing Dumbledore devotion summon Fox? Well, if we think of Fox as being part of Dumbledore, this makes a lot more sense. And even the fight between. Fox and the Basilisk is a fight of Horcrux versus Horcrux, Diary versus Fox, Voldemort versus Dumbledore. Um, the theory goes on to say that when Dumbledore, or sorry, the theory goes on to say that when Voldemort attacked Harry and his spell rebounded, that a part of Dumbledore's soul inside of Voldemort's wand actually latched on to Harry. And that's why Harry is able to talk with Dumbledore after he killed Voldemort and he sees Dumbledore in quote unquote king's cross which britain you uh hit on earlier very well um i think that this theory totally makes sense okay. after having read it i'm a hundred percent on board for this theory but i should say jk rowling was tweeted this theory and she responded and she somebody says i i think the the tweet thread is something to the effect of like person's like hey have you heard about the theory about voldemort making a horcrux and putting it into fox what do you think about that? And Dumbledore. she was you said oh, Dumbledore. Oh, sorry. That Dumbledore put a hor hor made a Horcrux and put it into Fox. And she like replies to it, and she's like, "This is insanity. I can't believe ple people believe this." Now yes. that obviously leaves ambiguity of like, does she think that Dumbledore would have there's never no, made a Horcrux, no or if it just this Fox that isn't his this Horcrux? Explains a lot about communication in our household. <laughs> there is no ambiguity in that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like that's like a fun fanfic of like a side story that happened at the same time. But I no, just I I reject it. All right, next one, next theory. So the next theory that I want to discuss here, Becky, can you tell me what an obscurial is? Um. So in the fake book movies, um, it is when a witch or wizard tries to suppress their magical abilities and then have like dark magic burst out of them and eventually kill them yeah that's basically right so it's like a witch or wizard develops an obscurus which is like a, a living thing inside of them by suppressing their magical power and an obscurus is like a parasitic dark magical force that can erupt from inside of you in this like dark amorphous cloud which usually leads to like violent outcomes obscurus usually end up killing their hosts by the age of 10 the known exception being credence from the fantastic beasts movies um and this theory states that credence is not the first obscurial to get past the age of 10 though and that none other than ariana dumbledore who died at the age of 14 during the duel that i discussed in the first theory um, is in fact the other uh, obscurial who. Why who in would fact... she be suppressing her powers? Her brother's Dumbledore. Look, well, what did you read the books? She does suppress yeah, that, her powers. That that's very well covered in in the seventh book, but um, I'm going to discuss that in in more detail here. So, what gives a lot of credence to this theory is that credence. at the age of ten, 
Yeah, I, I noticed that as well when I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> Credence, like the character Credence that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. So at the age of 10, Ariana was practicing magic when a group of muggle boys attacked her and left her traumatized. Um, it, here's what Ab- Aberforth says about it in the Deathly Hollows. Quote, it destroyed her, what they did. She was never right again. She wouldn't use magic, but she couldn't get rid of it. It turned inward and drove her mad. It exploded out of her when she couldn't control it. And at times, she was strange and dangerous. But mostly, she was sweet and sacred and harmless. Okay, I see it now. I think that Seven is my least read book, Britain. So that explains. Gotcha. So the, the idea behind this theory is that the behavior being explained here is very similar to that of an obscurial um the story here is also very similar to credences from fantastic beasts where his mom beat him and he repressed repressed his magic due to this tragedy and um just like credence at the age of 14 ariana caused an explosion that ended up killing her mother um britain can you name her mother um dumbledore uh ariana and uh kendra kendra dumbledore that is correct kendra dumbledore becky can you name her father no i will give you a hint it is one of albus dumbledore's middle names percival yes percival actually also uh uh gives a bit of weight to this theory because he ended up going to Azkaban after attacking the Muggle boys who attacked Ariana, which seems like a harsh punishment to like send a person to Azkaban for this. But he never actually revealed to the ministry why he attacked those boys. He kept Ariana out of their watch, afraid that they would send her to St. Mungo's to take care of this quote unquote disease that she had. Um, it also explains why Grindelwald was so intent on befriending the Dumbledores, because similar to how he was with Credence in the Fantastic Beasts movies, he very much wanted to get close to an Obscurial and use their magic to help him take over the world or whatever his, his sort of plan is. Um, I should also add here, there's sort of a side theory to this, that Dumbledore ended up using the Sorcerer's Stone in order to try to bring back Ariana from her Obscurus. And that after her, her uh, this is, you know, obviously after her death, um, theories here state that this either didn't work or that the Obscurus ended up in Newt's briefcase, um, uh, which is why we see an Obscurus there in the first movie, um, or that it did work and it created Aurelius Dumbledore, who Grindelwald claims credences at the end of Fantastic Beasts 2. So there's like a variety of side theories here. I wasn't ready for that sentence. <laughs> Do you want me to take it again? No. Okay. No, I'm good. I agree I that it? I agree that she is a obscurus. I'm down with that. So far. Yes. Um, this also might explain why Voldemort knows that the Sorcerer's Stone will give him a new body in the first book, even though that's not really a thing that it does so like the theory here is that dumbledore used it it actually did create a body and now voldemort wants to do the same thing with it in the philosopher's stone Hmm. thoughts questions on this theory okay i was with it that she might be an obscure Uh uh-huh but (sighs) 
the fact that, that she's Dumbledore made a kid and then let him run around wild in New York seems a little bit much because like Dumbledore's a lenient professor but like he never did let harry go to america which was a good decision (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) that was about all he didn't let harry do accurate but we did at some point have boundaries maybe (laughs) all right so that's the second theory do you guys want me to cover the last theory yeah oh yeah Yeah. okay we're actually doing great on time yeah oh perfect well all right no please stop talking all right fair enough (laughs) All right, so the last theory... doesn't work, Britain. So the last theory that I want to talk about is entitled, quote, Dumbledore's Big Plan. Gross. Quote. Oh, this one makes me mad. <laughs> so, to me, I think this is the most obvious of the three theories that I'm, I'm covering here today. The basics of this theory is that we know that Dumbledore was, uh, was sort of always behind the scenes working to learn more about dark magic and fight against Voldemort. Mm-hmm. The, the, the sort of start of this theory is that we don't know why he chooses to wait 11 years before, between the first defeat of Voldemort and when Harry ends up jo- you know, joining Hogwarts to actually do anything. Like, he just seems to be in this waiting period. Well, no, time. they do mention that because he didn't know that Voldemort Voldemort. No, I guess he does say he always knew that Voldemort would come back, yeah. but he didn't know. I mean, he didn't know that there was Horcruxes yet. He had some yes. suspicions. Yeah, it's not until the Chamber of Secrets that I feel like he really saw what. Yes. Yeah. I would. I would agree with all of that. Okay, so we do know why he did nothing. Yeah. So because so there we... wasn't stuff to do. I. I mean, I think the thing is, is like Dumbledore being Dumbledore, he probably would have sought out. Where more about Voldemort, learn more information about his life. Like he does this a lot in the sixth book or whatever it is. So he could have done a lot of that work to try to understand more about him and maybe come to the conclusion of Horcruxes. Now, I think the 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 real reason why he decides to not go off and finish him is because of the prophecy <laughs> that Trelawney has. Which basically says that neither Harry or Voldemort can die while the other one lives. So Dumbledore oh, is. That's yes. not what it says. It, it, she's, it says neither can live. While the other survives. Live, while the other survives. Okay. Yes. So he Dumbledore. It's not that they can't. They, they can't not die. <laughs> Because also they die. They couldn't die simul. They'd only have be able to die simultaneously. Then. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yes. Okay, I get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of them has to die. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you got this, Kyle. Try it again. Harry has to die in order for Voldemort's Horcruxes to be defeated. In order for him to die. Yeah, I don't think Trelawney's prophecy was that blunt. Yes. She says it in, in, in more words. But I think Dumbledore recognizes that he has to sort of prepare Harry for this fight. I he... don't think that until he thought Harry was a Horcrux, that Dumbledore would have thought Harry had to die. I agree there, but he knows that Harry has to be the one to do this. Like, he knows that according to this prophecy, he can't go out and kill Voldemort. He has to let Harry sort of go into this fight there's 
Except because she specifically calls out that like he'll be marked or something to that effect, and like Dumbledore recognized that Harry's lightning bolt was that mark. Dumbledore could have helped more. Also, I agree with that. Also, though, Dumbledore didn't help because he was weird. Dumbledore says himself though that you know Harry's putting too much stock in the prophecy, mm-hmm. and not all prophecies come true. So I think it only becomes relevant once Harry's older. And that's when Dumbledore starts going, if you had never heard the prophecy, you know, would you still want to be the one to kill Dumbledore? And Harry's like, yes, I'd want to do it. Voldemort, to that, kill Voldemort. That, that true. What am I going to do with the two of you? These are not similar characters. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> or are they? Um, Maybe they're the same. What if we just invented fan theories at the end of this? Okay. All right. So from this, given if the idea that we'd sort of take on the take on the fact that Dumbledore saw this prophecy and sort of knew that Harry was going to have to fight Dumbledore. Sorry, Voldemort. (laughs) So, so Dumbledore has to train Harry for this fight, and and eventually, you know, he figures out that he has to die as a part of this fight. So the question then is, how much does Dumbledore meddle in Harry's life? And this theory is basically just says that he meddles a lot like a lot a lot yeah i agree and and there is evidence in all seven books that seems to fall into this theory i'm not going to go into all of that evidence um maybe i could in a future episode if people are more interested in this i'm just going to focus on parts of the theory from the philosopher's stone okay you want me to say sorcerer's stone yeah we're in america all right i'll say sorcerer's stone (laughs) so so generally at no point do i normally get uppity about america but for harry potter i will all right sorry i'll say sorcerers so generally according to this theory dumbledore has three main goals in the sorcerer's stone first that harry is set up with a good friend group and that he doesn't end up in slytherin house second is to assess harry's character and the third is to test harry's skill bravery and intuition and fourth to make sure gryffindor wins the house cup <laughs> yeah there's also that <laughs> oh i'm i'm gonna write this into the theory are you ready yes it will help him to think he can defeat voldemort if we boost his ego Ooh, yeah and so we're gonna just make everything easy and give him an invisibility cloak for no real reason oh we're gonna cover the invisibility cloak in a second so in order to accomplish the first goal Again, setting him up with a good friend group, making sure he doesn't land in the Slytherin house. Why does that matter? What do you mean? Why does it matter? Why does it matter to his plan? I, I The theory is basically that he wanted to make sure that, like, Harry doesn't become good friends with all the, like, kids of the Death Eaters, right? And has that negative influence on him. He wanted Harry to fall in with, like, friends that would, like, encourage him to do good and, like, ground him well in the wizarding universe which obviously, like, Harry is brand new to. Wow, you think that Dumbledore thinks that there are no good Slytherins. What a crappy (laughs) headmaster. That's houseist. It is houseist. I'm not going to comment on that. This is just the theory going through this. Hey, Albus Severus was a Slytherin. That is true. So in order to accomplish the first goal, when Dumbledore sends Hagrid, Hagrid explicitly tells Harry that Slytherin is the house that 
quote, all the bad witches or wizards come from. Um, Becky, which character actually says this line in the movie? Hagrid says it in the book. Which character says it in the movie? I know. Ron. Ron does say it in the movie. That so here's cool. the thing, though. That's why it's usually do misquoted we, to Ron. Do we believe, then, that Dumbledore gave a line to Hagrid yes. to say to Harry, and Hagrid pulled it off nonchalantly? <laughs> yeah. I, that is too far. So Hagrid does not have that ability. You know so Hagrid. Is 100 ha- or 0? Hagrid There's definitely. between? Hagrid would have gone <laughs> to Harry and been like, Hufflepuff is where all the bad wizards come. No, I should have said that. Should not have said that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's funny that you mentioned that because according to this theory, most of Hagrid's like I should not have said that mm-hmm. are actually purposeful, and that he is trying to tell Harry those. Things. No, I reject it wholeheartedly. <laughs> I'm not here for it. Okay, to 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 go on, um. On the platform, when when Harry is trying to find platform nine and three mm-hmm. three quarters, mm-hmm. Mrs. Weasley, at one point, so, so I should more set the scene. Harry's on the platform. He's lost. He doesn't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. He sees the Weasleys walk by. He's never met them before. But then Mrs. Weasley says sort of out loud, now what's the platform number? Which Ginny responds to nine and three quarters. Uh, Mrs. Weasley uh, somebody online did the math. I didn't write down the number. Yeah. Has has been to the platform something like 20-something no, times. No, no, She has 7,000 children. She's allowed <laughs> to forget the number. But she's been to Hogwarts. Her husband went to Hogwarts. Babe. Her family went to Hogwarts. Babe. <laughs> no, I'm with him on this no. one. She would definitely know the platform number. Okay, so in this theory. Yes. Dumbledore got okay, Mrs. Weasley. I'm with you. Yeah, but Ginny, we no. got the kindergartner involved. <laughs> no, he just got Mrs. Weasley involved, and she's saying this out loud on purpose in while she's walking by Harry. So Harry overhears, and then it's like, uh, hey, uh, I think I might be going to the same place you guys are, and starts to fall in with the Weasleys. Um, uh, the the theory states that Dumbledore does this to give Harry friends, and that um, Dumbledore knows won't misguide him, and are also well integrated into the magical world. The Weasley is being of pure blood, but also not putting any weight on that. Um, uh, also, all of them are famously Gryffindors, which would heavily sway Harry away from Slytherin. This all ends up working in in Dumbledore's uh, plan. Uh, when Harry at the sorting cer- ceremony tells the sorting hat not Slytherin, and he ends up in Gryffindor. That's a lot of work when he could have just told the sorting hat to put him in Gryffindor. Uh, he can't control the sorting hat. Oh, but that's, he can control that's, Hagrid? That's, that's <laughs> for real! Whoa. And Molly oh, and Ginny like and Ron and, like... There is... Why? What? He comes up with this diabolical <laughs> plot to manipulate... <laughs> Half of the wizarding worlds to get Harry a friend, but he can't just make the sorting hat say Gryffindor. This is what you're supposed to get us to believe. Yeah. All right. So for the second goal, to judge Harry's character, Dumbledore actually has an incredibly useful tool in the Sorcerer's Stone in order to do this for him. 
and it is the mirror of Erised. Yeah, he totally the mirror, liked that. The mirror shows whoever stands in front of it their deepest desire. For Harry, this is his parents, which Dumbledore is very impressed with, even telling him so in the Half-Blood Prince, saying, quote, Harry, have you any idea how few wizards could have seen what you saw in that mirror? End quote. So, just so we're clear. Yeah. Harry was exploring the castle and accidentally yeah. found the mirror of Erised. How did Dumbledore pull that off? Well, no, no. Were there secretly arrows <laughs> on the ground? Or what? did Dumbledore carry it around behind Harry and then dump it on the floor <laughs> and nobody noticed the loud sound? So the idea is, uh, 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 so first off, Dumbledore convinces, try to per, tries to persuade him into finding the mirror, tries to guide him to finding the mirror okay. by giving him the Cloak of Invisibility mm-hmm. so that way he could sneak around the Hogwarts mm-hmm. at night. It's very small. It'd be easy for him to find one thing in one room. <laughs> um, he gives it to him on Christmas when Dumbledore knows that there will be less students wandering the halls. That's the only reason you would give a gift on Christmas. <laughs> That's it. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> and the- <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's I love it. I love this. So the theory claims that this is why Dumbledore put the mirror in the halls of the school at all, while it should have been in the dungeon this whole time protecting the stone. Okay. And yet. Again, far simpler. Dumbledore being like, sup, student, come to my office. What do you see in this mirror? Like, why why do you need to, like, make this plot? Because he he reveals it to him. Like, he, he, Dumbledore says that he's there and explains it to him, so it's not like yeah. he's hiding the whole time. He's only yes. hiding until after he's gone to the mirror a couple this times. fun nonsense. Alright, we're ready for the next thing. Yes, so it's this last part where, where he sort of, you know, he eventually moves the mirror into the dungeon. That leads to Dumbledore's third goal, um, which, which again is... Uh, the third goal is... I lost the page. To get Gryffindor to win the House Cup. <laughs> the third goal... He does that by the... teaching Ron chess, so that way Ron can be really good at chess. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. So, <laughs> oh, we are? Thing, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to how Dumbledore taught Ron yeah. wizard chess. Yep. <laughs> and the third goal is to test Harry's skill, bravery, and intuition. Also, so, I, yeah. this is a really good time to throw this out there, because you uh-huh. talked about testing his skill, wizardy, and intuition. The first yeah. time Harry uses magic in the books is in the second book. When they're at the Lockhart's duel, that is the first time Harry actually does a that spell. That see him do a spell. That you see him do a spell. He has to do them as a part of his studies, though. Yeah, but they don't ever... He does when Guardian Leviosa attempts the... No, he doesn't. Britain, Britain, this is this right now is not a trivia podcast. It is a conspiracy podcast. Do not interrupt with facts or figures. We are not here for it. Kyle, you may continue. I'm sorry that my facts clouded the matter. Yeah. Thank you. So the basically the theory states that Dumbledore knew that teaching Harry how the mirror worked would help him in testing his skills, bravery, and intuition. There he goes on to state that the reason Harry was able to get past all of the uh, different uh, steps that were guarding the stone, all the different uh, uh, sort of 
enchantments and and goals are different things that you had to do to get i don't know what, I, what the word i'm freaking trying to look for is but go ahead all right i got something to say once you finish up here yeah well like technically these enchantments were supposed to stop voldemort from getting the stone which obviously voldemort would be a much older much more experienced much wiser wizard is that dumbledore specifically designed this in a way to test harry and harry's friend group um you wanted to say something well yeah i mean harry doesn't do a lot he catches a flying bird a key and that's all he actually does yeah, so like that one is specifically designed for him, where like catching a key on a broom is 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 very much right up his alley. What about the troll? Uh, well, they already they already killed the troll. They killed they they knocked out the troll in the bathroom. So then they can they can for sure do it again. <laughs> yeah, of course they did that. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Harry also seems to be aware that Dumbledore had planned these things for him. Or for them. He tells Ron and Hermione in the first book, quote, he's a funny man, Dumbledore. I think he sort of wanted to give me a chance. I think he knows more or less everything that goes on here, you know? I reckon he had a he he had a pretty good idea we were going to try. And instead of stopping us, he just taught us enough to help. I don't think it was an accident that he let me find out how the mirror worked. It's almost like he thought that I had a right to face Voldemort if I could, end quote. So here's the thing. You and I have had this discussion because this is the first theory you showed me. Uh-huh. Um, in what world does an 11-year-old get to dream up reality? Like, just because he thought it was happening doesn't mean it's real. Have you... You have, Britain. You work with children as well. You oh, know yes. what 11 is like. Oh, I c- 11 is not a year of sanity. I get that. I think the idea is that J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. understanding that Dumbledore had set this up for them, wrote this specific line for Harry, so that way the the audience gets clued in as well, that like Harry has an understanding. See, right, I, I'm this? with you on this. I more of just okay. think, well, for the f- parts of it, not everything you said. Most of what you All said, right, no. Yeah, the fact that Dumbledore knew that he was going down, sure. But also like... In what world do you let an 11-year-old fight the, like, worst wizard of all time who murdered everyone? And you're like, no, this is good. He got this. (laughs) He did it once before. Here's the thing. If you are gonna say that this was Dumbledore's plan, you have to suspend the belief that Dumbledore cared if Harry died. Because there's, there's no... He's going to go in there. Oh, and I know Voldemort's in there, and that's why I'm letting him go in there. So the theory states that Dumbledore didn't know that Voldemort was in there. That Dumbledore designed it as a way to test Harry, but didn't know that Voldemort was going to be on the other end. Okay, this is excellent. And that's the accidental part. This is excellent, because while this theory is truly based off of the sentence that Harry says. Yes. Like, it's all pieced together from that. Yes. And Harry's point is that he thought that Dumbledore wanted him to have a chance to fight Voldemort. Yes. So either Dumbledore is psycho or Dumbledore didn't plan any of it. I think he's definitely psycho. I just also think that he planned this whole thing. I think, again, I think he planned... I don't think he planned who Harry was going to be friends with. 
and I don't think he taught Ron chess. Yeah. I'm sticking with that. I'm standing standing my ground on so, that one. I do so think the idea is, I ahead, think the sorry. fact that he planned the whole letting him fight Voldemort, yeah, but that's also like super messed up and a bad teacher. Yes. I I don't disagree. He didn't the the theory doesn't say that like Voldemort or sorry, Dumbledore <laughs> Voldemort played it all. But Dumbledore taught Ron how to play chess. The idea mm-hmm. is that when Dumbledore is setting up these um these different enchantments, that chess was one of them because he knew Ron would be good at it. How did he know that? Was he watching Gryffindor common room? Be- from Harry's yes. quote, Dumbledore knows everything that goes on in Hogwarts. But okay. not that Voldemort was down in the chamber. That's the one thing he didn't know. He's Santa that Claus, was... but not in the chamber secrets. <laughs> he watches like, you when you're sleeping. He sees accurate. when you're playing chess. This is, this he knows when you're wild. doing logic problems. This was written by people who do not work with children. You do not have time to watch a hundred kids and what games they play. <laughs> okay. They don't live in the same place. Uh, yeah. So, if you think about it, the rest of the obstacles leading to the mirror aren't really that necessary. Dumbledore could have literally set up the mirror in Quirrell's office and left him alone with it, and he still wouldn't have been able to get the stone because of the way that Dumbledore has designed this obstacle. So the rest of the obstacles are really just there for Harry and the crew. Dumbledore is just using the obstacles in order to test Harry's skills to beat the obstacles obstacles his intuition to know that the, that the sorcerer's stone is past the obstacles and his courage to actually face voldemort at the end of it uh all of these seem to be finally backed up when dumbledore says oh you know about nicholas question mark you did do the thing right didn't you so the idea is like he had this whole thing planned out he knew what Harry was going to do, and he's impressed that Harry even went so far Britain, as Britain's, to as Britain's to know what, <laughs> who Nicholas Flamel was, and, Britain, and I'm he let you calls out that he one. that he he has done the thing right. Do me proud, Britain. Go ahead. So Dumbledore didn't know that Harry knew who Nicholas Flamel was. What what? <laughs> you think he would know that if he knew he was sneaking around and he Hagrid told this. him if he told he Hagrid. To tell he him knew Nick could play chess, but he didn't know this. He didn't know that Hagrid told Harry who Nicholas Flamel was. Hagrid doesn't tell Harry who Nicholas Flamel was. He yes, him. Her- Hermione reads about Nicholas Flamel in a book, which they Kyle, then mention. We know the books better than you. Right, Hagrid mentions it, All right. and that's Fair how enough. they find the name. Which then Remember, Hermione reads from Hagrid the book. Says is planned by Dumbledore because he true. is his puppet. <laughs> but Dumbledore didn't know that they knew about Nicholas. Yeah, that's yep. that's too much. And without knowing about that, they wouldn't have known about the stone. So why would they so. have gone in in Dumbledore's mind if they didn't know <laughs> about the stone? That's what he's saying is is the intu it's it's Harry's intuition to know that the he gets stone a might be. Sense that Voldemort's in the basement. I'll go find it. My Voldemort sense is tingling. <laughs> 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 I love this so much. That's good because we're really, we're just making fun of everything you say. I know. <laughs> but it's not it's not yours. I know, I know, it's not my, my theory. But I, I really like this theory. Um so like I said, all the evidence that I just covered is all focused around the first book. The theory goes on to say things like 
Hiring Lockhart in the second book was a part of teaching Harry humility, teaching Harry to defeat his fears in the form of Dementors in the third book, um, teaching him unity through the Triwizard Tournament. I'm sorry. Okay, so Dumbledore, Dumbledore didn't bring in the, de- the Dumbledore the- released Sirius from <laughs> from Azkaban in no, order to get dump- Dementors around. Hogwarts, of which oh Harry God, didn't know, mentors. which which Dumbledore didn't know that Harry was afraid of, uh-huh. until he brought them to Hogwarts. Right, but so okay. <laughs> so the idea is so one Dumbledore doesn't release Sirius. Sirius breaks out, and Dumbledore, according to this theory, Dumbledore actually still believes that Sirius had killed those people. So, like, Dumbledore still believes that Sirius could be a threat to Harry. So, one of his goals in the, in the third book, according to this theory, is just to protect Harry and make sure that he doesn't die from Sirius. This is the first not dumb thing that they've said. The idea behind bringing in Lupin in order to have Lupin use the Bogart in the Defense Against the Dark Arts class was to learn what Harry feared the most. And then to teach him how to defeat those fears. It just so happened that his fear was a Dementor. And the thousands of things flying around the school. Conveniently. Okay. All right. Let's yes. keep, keep going. Let's keep, <laughs> let's keep muddling through. Yeah. So he, the, he, in the fourth book, he teaches immunity through the Triwizard Tournament. And basically, all of this is orchestrated on purpose by Dumbledore in order to set up Harry for his best chances of defeating Voldemort. And that is all I have. Questions? Thoughts? Oh, so many thoughts. I think we've covered them, though. I think, I think we've covered them. I'm exhausted from here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm tired. I'm... I feel like I practically presented tonight. Um, let's see. Oh, I, che- I wanted to check my heart rate, but it's not as high as I thought I w- it was. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> this was the cardio for today. Yeah. So that those are my, you know, three. I, you know, I could have gone with Ron is a time traveling Dumbledore. Yes. I could have gone. Oh, stop with talking. Much... Stop talking. We're doing another episode. I'm so ready <laughs> to destroy that one. <laughs> I could have gone with a lot more theories. So if this was interesting to you and you liked hearing Britton and Becky <laughs> crap all over every word that I said, please let us know. I would love to do another episode I mean, of that's these. What this podcast is. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We're we're kind of getting away from like true fact trivia and going into well, this is this is you know trivia on. There's some Harry Potter trivia. Yeah, yeah, it was thrown in there. It was good. And brothers and sisters and moms and dads and stuff. Yeah. All right, let's get into rapid trivia. Today to help sell Anchor, I have brought two friends that know a little thing about podcasting. And by that, I mean they've done one little episode Anchor ad before. So here's Courtney and Hecker. Okay, well, first of all, Britton called us his friends. So let's check that in the win column. Second, Court, Anchor is completely free. I actually think I might have heard that once or twice, but what really gets me is that there's creation tools that allow you to record your podcast from your phone or computer. Uh, It really gets you in the giggles. (laughs) The fact that you can make money from speaking into a microphone and that it's just everything you need in one place. The fact that Britain can make money by listening to himself talk, that seems like that should be illegal.
or exactly what he was hoping for the whole time. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor to get started. Anchor.fm. Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Rapid trivia. Nope. Uh. Again, no one, no one needs to be the radio hosts from Parks and Rec. All right. I was just especially if they're married to you. Doing a joke. Uh, All right, so Britain, for this week's rapid trivia, we're doing something a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. You're go- we're doing we're doing a musical round yes. for this trivia, and tell us how that's going to work. So I'm going to do dramatic readings of lyrics, and once you think you recognize the song, you guys are buzzing with your name, and buzz, buzz. I need specific I buzz in. Okay, sorry. with your name. I just want you to know. <laughs> uh, with the name, Got I'm it. looking for the title. So if you don't know the artist, that's fine. If it's generally around it. So, all right. Um, all of these songs were sent in by listeners, which by oh, the yeah, time this true. came out, I posted this on Instagram like five weeks ago. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I doubt they remember what song they sent in, but that's fine. But thank you for sending those in. Yeah. So this song was oh, sent in. just happened this week? Yeah, but this episode won't come out until five oh, I got weeks you. from now. I got you now. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. All right. I'm back. This song was sent in by Hecker. Look at the night, and it doesn't seem so lonely. We filled it up with only two. But when I hurt, hurting runs off my shoulders. How can I hurt when holding you? One, touching one. Reaching out, touching me, touching you. (laughs) Sweet, yeah. Sweet Caroline. That's one for Becky. Oh, so Becky and I have this thing where every time that Sweet Caroline is playing and it gets to the bum 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 part of it, we try to scream it as loud as possible at we, each other we to scare fun, each other. Fun use and, of a and, word and by we, inaccurate. I mostly mean me. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one was sent in by Diaz. Ain't got a care in the world, but got plenty of beer. Ain't got no money in my pocket. Kyle? Yeah. Um, it's, it's Miley Cyrus. No. <laughs> Alright. Go ahead. But I'm already here. And now, the dudes are lining up. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Can I do, can I double, can I jump, double buzz like yes, that? Yes, sure. sure. Just go. It's uh, Kesha mm-hmm. with TikTok. That is correct. Yes. All right. This one might be a little bit more difficult. Uh, this one song was sent in by Julian. Her measurements were 36, 25, 34. I like the way... Me, Becky. Yeah? Baby got back? No. Oh. I like the way you brush your hair. And I like those stylish clothes that you wear. I like the way the light hits your ice and glare. And I can see you, boo, from way over there. If you want to go and take a ride with me, we three willin' on the foe with the gold D's. <laughs> oh, why do I live this way? Hey, must be the money. Hey, I mean, must be the money. <laughs> I feel like an 
I mean, it's it's must be the money, but I don't know the artist. No, it's Ride With Me by Nelly. Oh, yeah. There you go. Sure. All right. This next one was sent in by Madison. Uh, Becky, you do have an edge on this, and me saying that just gave you an edge. But thanks for that, baby. I've been thinking. Uh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now. Baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> I've been thinking so much about you. Everything about you. I like it. I love it. Kissing you in public. Thinking nothing of it. Roses by the dozen. Becky? Yeah? Is it Baby by Justin Bieber? Nope. Too. Oh. Talking on the phone. Baby, you so sexy. Your voice is so lovely. I love your complexion. I miss ya. I miss ya. I miss ya. I have no idea. Oh, oh, Becky, kiss me through the phone. There we go. <laughs> what? It's a, it's a song. I'll play it for you later, babe. All right. Don't worry about it. Cool. All right, this next song. Quality production. So quality. Um, mm-hmm. By Soldier Boy. My boy. Okay. This next song was sent in by Sydney. If I should stay, I would only be in your way. So I'll go. But I know. I think of you every step of the way, and I will always love you. I will always love you. Becky. Yes. I will always love you? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) By who? Whitney Houston. (laughs) All right. Babe. We're going to do some Whitney Houston education over here. All right. This next song was sent in by Courtney. But, like, did you own a radio in the 90s? No. Okay. You did. Go ahead. I'm a beast when you turn me on. Into the future, Cybertron. Harder, <laughs> faster, better, stronger. Text the uh, late, yeah. Harder, better, faster, stronger. Nope. Text the ladies longer, cause we got that beat that bounce. We got that beat that pounds. We got that beat that 808. Got that boom boom in your town. Becky. Yep. Boom boom pow. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> uh that is five. Do we want to keep going? Let's do one more. Yeah, let's What's do one the more. score? I mean Becky's killing. Four you, to right? one. Let's do one more. Alright. Let's do I got a couple good ones. Kyle, you might have an edge on this one though. Alright. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yeah, yo, situation is serious. Let's cure it because we're running out of time. Mmm, tell him, Rick, it's all so beautiful. Relationships, they seem from the start. Yeah, mmm, it's all so deadly. When the love... <laughs> I don't know that at all. Girl, I must warn you. Oh, Poison? I recognize it because it's in no Pitch idea. Perfect, but I do not know the name. Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. alright. You both know this one. Okay. Your mom came out with just a towel on. I could tell she liked me from the way she stared. Becky, Stacy's mom. That is correct. Ah, uh, well then. There you go. Alright, Becky is the winner. Do you want to tell us what our category is for next week? 
Sure. Um, we had Nisha write in and suggest that we do Marvel trivia, and it would just be the ultimate bragging rights if I could beat either of you at it. So we are going to do some Marvel trivia. Well, not me. I haven't seen half wow. the movies. Are we specifically doing MCU trivia? I think I'd say you do MCU. I'm not going to give any specifics. Oh, all right. But yes, you may only ask me questions about the movies I have seen. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm going to find some wild questions for you. Kyle, take your headphones off. Uh, No? Yes. Here, I'll unplug them. Perfect. All right, right, Becky, I'll help you and send you some questions. (laughs) Excellent. All right, I'm plugging them back in. Oh, I guess he edits this, so that's not going to work. <laughs> I really do. I, I, we should I, leave I, this in the podcast because it's so funny. No, I'm fine. We're going to do that more often. <laughs> Dumbos. <laughs> I listened to this whole thing like three or four times to edit. No, you're going to need to take off your headphones every single time I say Yeah, and then have me come edit it. It'll be great. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, you're talking next week, Britton? Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, I'm going to continue my talk on pyramids, but talking ah. about the special powers that the shape of a pyramid have. Special. Special, special powers. Right. I'm going to kill Come you. Come back uh, next week for that episode. All right, bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pod Trivia. Uh, If you want to reach out to us and ask us questions or maybe uh, suggest future trivia questions, please email us, podtriviacast at gmail.com. To find out more information about future episodes or contact us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at podtriviacast. If you like our show, head over to Apple or Google Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We might just read it on the air. If you don't like our show, don't give us a review. (laughs) (laughs) But give us those five stars and let us know. It really helps. All right. Thanks so much for listening.